The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. All day long, Jesus had spoken to the crowds in parables. When evening had come, Jesus said to the disciples, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Jesus woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this? that even the wind and the sea obey him. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord We continue reading in Mark's Gospel, this time chapter 4. In chapter 1, Jesus kicked off his ministry in Israel with a tremendous miracle. He goes into the synagogue at Capernaum and he casts out a demon. The demon was mocking Jesus. The demon said, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus cast him out and commanded the demon to be silent. So as Jesus kicked off his ministry in Israel with that tremendous miracle, he does so now because he's heading to a Gentile territory for the first time. And he's going to do the very same thing there. And we'll read that on Monday's Gospel, where we have this demon who has so ravaged a man from Gennesaret. The demons know Jesus is on his way to their territory and doesn't want Jesus to arrive. And so the demons are the one who kicked up the storm. Biblical scholars tell us this because of the way that Jesus calmed the storm. He rebuked the wind, and rebuke is a term of exorcism. Now, here we have Jesus, the strong man, come to bind the enemy, both in Israel and in the Gentile territories. He is giving effect to the prophecy in Genesis 3.15, after the fall, that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. And that's how Jesus begins his ministry, both in Israel and in Gentile territory. The remarkable thing about today's gospel is that it's very similar to the first creation account in Genesis, because there God spoke and it came to be. He brought order out of chaos. Here, Jesus speaks, and the wind is calm. Peace has returned, and he will speak to the demon in the Gentile territory as well. So Jesus has come to bring us a new creation, a good news that the strong man is bound. Jesus is going to take away all his possessions, which are those who are bound. 
And that's the good news that travels right through salvation history. The thing that binds us most, of course, as we know, because we all experience it, is sin. Sin can bind us so much and cause interior storms. Well, notice what Jesus does in today's gospel, which is similar to what God was doing in the Old Testament. We have a perfect example of that with King David. King David had been given everything by the Lord. He had come to be head of all the tribes, to unify them, to proclaim the good news, to be the light to the nations. And yet, he falls, and he falls hard. First time he sees Bathsheba on the roof of the terrace, he wants her. And he commands that she be brought to him. And even though King David knows that Bathsheba is married, he commits adultery. And then to cover up the sin, he murders her husband, Uriah. Devastating sins for a king that's supposed to unify the nations. Even worse than that, he's not even aware of his great fall. It has to be brought to his attention by God through the prophet Nathan. And Nathan does so beautifully through this little story of a man who has one ewe lamb that he has carefully nurtured. He's very poor. His neighbor is very rich and has huge flocks. A stranger comes to the rich man. The rich man wants to entertain him. He doesn't take one of his own flock. He steals from the poor man and has a feast. And as soon as David hears this story, he's appalled. And Nathan has to deliver the bad news. You are the man. Now from here, David does a wonderful thing which is why God says, you are a man after my own heart. His repentance is so complete that it's quoted in Psalm 51. In fact, David writes the psalm. He says how much he has sinned and how much God has come to deliver him. I'm just going to quote parts of it because it's so beautiful. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know the transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Cleanse me, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquity. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Beautiful prayer. Notice David says, create in me a pure heart, O God. That word create is the very same word used in Genesis about the first creation from nothing. And now David is appealing to that same power that God now create in him a pure heart so that he will never fall again. And he doesn't in that regard. This is good news for us today because God has come to deliver us as well so that we may be free. And once we're free, we have this great sacrament of confession we go in, we confess our sins, we come out, and there's peace. The storm within us, the storm that 
arises from sin is calm. And then we can go and proclaim the good news and bring others into this great, great mercy of God. That's our Catholic faith, that God has made an entire sacrament out of his mercy. So let us be like David and be contrite, humble, always calling on the name of the Lord. And the Lord will purify us. The boat on the sea is the church. We are in the boat, but Jesus is there also. Let us awaken him, repent, and call the Holy Spirit to come and bring us to this place where we can proclaim the good news.